Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Quantum Spirituality on DreamVision7RadioNetwork.com, the show where past spiritual wisdom and present-day science merge to show us our future. Your host is Peter Canova, author of the 25-time award-winning book series, The First Souls Trilogy, available on Amazon and Peter's website, PeterCanova.com. That's P-E-T-E-R-C-A-N-O-V-A.com. This show is a live video, so if you're only listening and want to watch, go to Peter's website, PeterCanova.com. P-E-T-E-R-C-A-N-O-V-A dot com, where you can access his Facebook page to leave comments or questions. And click the D7RN link where you can receive a free gift video. Hello, friends, followers, and listeners. I'm your host from Quantum Spirituality, Peter Canova. This is the show where the past and the present merge to unlock the mysteries of our future. I just want to remind our new listeners that you may want to go back and listen to the first three shows because this show builds one episode on the other. It's kind of instructional in a way. And in the first three episodes in particular, we provide a framework to understand some of the issues that we speak of on quantum physics and on spirituality in the later episodes. So we have a great show lined up for you today. And without any further delay, please listen to it and enjoy. And join us every Tuesday, first Tuesday of every month for Quantum Spirituality. Hello, everybody. I'm Peter Canova, your host in Quantum Spirituality, the show where the past and the present merge to tell us about our future, where science and mysticism come together to describe our reality. So uh, I'm going to talk to you about a very interesting subject today, namely information. But uh, before I do that, I have an announcement to make, which is that uh, my publisher, has entered quantum spirituality into a number of book competitions and we got the results of the very first one Um, they entered the book in four different categories and it won in four different categories uh, with three winners and a a finalist uh, position so um, you know that was a you know really very gratifying because whenever you write a book especially when you're writing on complex subjects like quantum physics and ancient spiritual wisdom that are really hard to convey to an audience. Um, It's nice to know that people are able to relate to the material uh, and understand it. And honestly, that's really been my task in everything I've done, whether it's been with the First Souls trilogy, the three fictional books, uh, quantum spirituality, uh, or my podcast, this podcast that we're um, coming to you today. Uh, it, it's it's always um, the challenge to uh, break this stuff down in a way that's understandable and uh, usable to everybody. So um, that was uh, kind of a, a nice uh, uh, nice way to launch off the month for, uh, for quantum spirituality. Uh, anyway, uh, Today, uh, I want to talk about information uh, as being the foundation of reality. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that scientists are coming around to uh, something that I've been saying for years, which is that information really is the foundation of reality as we experience it. So today we're going to be discussing uh, information theory. But, um, you know, before we begin, I, I need to shift your 
conceptions about information because the common belief or understanding concerning information is that it's the conveyance of facts or opinions or abstract ideas by various means. But the information I'm speaking about is the conveyance of the basic building blocks of reality through information that is encoded in light energy. And this cosmic DNA forms both the visible world and the unseen dimensions of existence, the parallel dimensions. And the concept that I'm going to present here today, really, it's my educated and intuitive belief, but it's supported by some uh, evolving theories in science. And I'm going to try and funnel all the data down to show you uh, why this is important and how you could use this knowledge. So um, talking about the theory itself, uh, the foundation of all existence is a single master consciousness that expresses itself through an intelligent energy that forms and permeates all creation. Now, intelligence implies intention or intentionality. Intention implies direction and direction must be conveyed by information. So if we wanna summarize this theory, a source consciousness expresses its intentions through the vehicle of intelligence carrying energy that contains directive information. Now this information forms reality in the same manner that the information that is encoded in our DNA gives form to our physical bodies. Now, the concept can be stated as a mathematical equation where we have S as the foundation of uh, E, which is energy, equals H, meaning uh, it's a constant. So what this is really saying is that energy itself uh, is constant, universal, and infinite. The source energy is constant, universal, and infinite. But another component exists that can be added to this equation, which is frequency or vibration, I guess you could call it too, but I prefer frequency. It's a little bit more, more uh, descriptive. So frequency is basically just variable levels of energy. It's the rate of vibration that differentiates the constant energy into the variety of forms that give rise to the multiplicity of the things that we experience in the physical world. Now, you may have heard, if you're a classical music buff, you may have heard of variations on a theme. Uh, variations on a theme uh, is a musical composition form. And it's based on the idea of a central melodic theme that's repeated with changes in its melody, harmony, and rhythm that are called variations. Well, the same condition is present in the world of quantum energy. Essentially, reality consists of variations on the constant theme of the central source energy. Higher and lower states of energy exist to form reality. Otherwise, Everything would be one non-differentiated state of the raw energy source. No individuality or multiplicity of objects would exist. It would just be all one static base energy source. Now we can add to our first equation like this, 
which is that the source energy is the foundation of the source is the foundation of energy which is constant but it's variable it made variable by f which represents the introduction of different frequencies of vibration that modulate the basic source energy state so this formula really is saying in quantum physical terms that the source energy breaks itself into photons or units of light energy of different energy states that are called quanta now quantum physics which is the study of the light energy that makes up our reality derives its name from this because without energy we would have no means to without light energy we would have no means to perceive physical reality or to exist at all since all the atoms of our bodies are built from the actions of photons or light energy each photon has its own energy signature which is proportional to its particular frequency or vibration so interestingly this formula is a mathematical rendering of ancient mystical concepts of reality particularly those of the gnostics that i cover in my book quantum spirituality and uh, you can go to my website incidentally petercanova.com that's p e t e r c a n o v a.com and it will tell you more about the gnostics and uh generally uh, about um some of the things that we're speaking about here today to give you a good background to start with but the gnostics related that god formed the creation by a series of stepping down or limitations of its source energy into smaller constituent parts now this was done by a play of frequencies or vibrations literally variations of the source energy now the process was also described in the ancient texts as the one consciousness dispersing itself into other points of consciousness or spiritual beings that played a co-creative role in the creation now each of these spiritual beings would have vibrated at a different frequency a lesser frequency than the source consciousness itself that's why they were able to be individual beings because they were vibrating at a at a lower or different frequency um but it really was these frequencies of consciousness that were the basis for forming these individual uh sources of intelligent energy um which uh, have also been described by various ways in uh, christian terminology as angels um uh, the gnostics called them eons or uh eternities um they were described in different ways you can think of them as people if it helps you not really people more like um spiritual sources or energetic sources of consciousness but anyway a great analogy that describes this event uh form the basic uh cosmogony or world view underlying the works of J.R.R. Tolkien the famous author of the Lord of the Rings now Tolkien's cosmogony was strikingly gnostic um in the Silmarillion uh which is the um book that was written as kind of a um uh i guess you could say a prequel um to the famous Lord of the Rings the Silmarillion really set the uh whole um tone or outlook of the world that um Tolkien created it was sort of Tolkien's theology in a way if you if you will and in the Silmarillion Eru E R U who is also called the one or the source energy 
he plans a great symphony to create the universe. Um, he steps down his energetic vibration to emanate these lesser frequencies or intelligent centers of conscious beings that he called the Ainur, A-I-N-U-R, which is the same thing as the aeons we described of the Gnostics or the um, you know angelic beings that the Christians uh, talk about. Uh, and uh, each of these beings added, to, added its own vibration to the symphony of creation that was orchestrated by Eru. So, you know, basically um, Eru laid down the blueprint. He wrote the symphony and each of these beings were to play their individual role in executing the music and executing the music of the creation. Uh, this is similar to the Christian concept, incidentally, this whole idea of these Ainur or Aeons, these, these beings uh, surrounding the source energy, revolving around the source energy to um, execute the, 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 the plan of creation. This is uh, similar to the Christian concept of the angelic choir surrounding God. And uh, we're gonna come back to this analogy subsequently uh, to show a very interesting twist concerning the creation. But um, let's put um, Tolkien and the Gnostics aside for now and we'll stick to the whole scientific angle here for the moment. Uh, let's start at the bottom and work our way up. Now, science is starting to demonstrate that information is physical and that it might well be the fifth and most fundamental form of matter alongside solids, liquid, gas, and plasma. Now, what's the basis for believing this and how can information be physical? After all, isn't information something abstract rather than concrete? The answer is that information is energetically conveyed. But like all of the quantum processes concerning energy, it can be expressed as actual matter. And then we can look at that through a few different examples. Let's say your old college professor has information he wants to convey to his class. Now, he can write that down so that the information is now conveyed physically by the arrangement of molecules of ink on paper, okay? But now, what if he keeps the information in his head for a lecture, you might say? How, how, how is that possibly physical? Well, the electrochemical transmissions of information through the synopsis of the professor's brain or his neural network is a physical process. So is the thought energy that is conveyed on a quantum molecular basis as uh, the sound waves when the information is spoken or recorded. So now consider this process uh, in the human brain for conveying information um, like uh, what happens with a computer or getting information from the, the internet or the information highway. Now, both the computers and the internet convey information through binary strings of numbers, which are sequences of zeros or one. Now they're called binary because there's only two choices. It's either a zero or it's a one. Uh, and these, um, these binary numbers are actually conveyed by electrons that register through the transistors of the computer. So zero, one, zero, one, zero, 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 one, 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 zero, one, zero, let's say just as a random example of stringing together some of these binary numbers. Um, that's an example of a string that conveys bits of information that make up the underlying text or images that you get from the internet or retrieve from your computer.
So this information that you know appears uh, on your screens, which you might think, oh, you know, it's abstract, because where does it come from? Well, it, it comes from a very real physical process of electrons conveying uh, these binary numbers through the um, uh, circuits of the computer or fiber optics. Uh, the physical process behind this information is a flow of electrons in binary or two-digit sequences. And the information your computer retrieves from the internet is actually packets of photons or light energy delivered in binary code arrangements by the fiber optics. Now, if the photons, which are force-carrying particles of light energy, okay, all energy is conveyed by different particles and light energy itself is conveyed by photons and these photons are capable of conveying physical information okay so if these photons if these electrons photons of light energy are capable of conveying physical information as through a computer or an internet it's not really a stretch to think that light energy contains the informational blueprint that forms the universe regardless of how it's arranged or manipulated um, by uh, human action to convey through our various mechanical means. Now, Einstein's equals mc squared tells us that matter and energy are interchangeable. That is that matter comes from energy and it can be split or resolve back into energy. So matter moving back into energy or is the basis of the atomic bomb. It's basically splitting matter apart and releasing the energy of, of which comprises it. Because energy in slowed, slowed in vibration is really the basis for matter. So, you know, photons themselves, these particles of light energy, what's interesting is these photons can only spin in two directions sometimes referred to as left and right spin or up and down spin. The, the descriptive terminology is irrelevant. But what's notable here is that the actions of the photons are binary, just two choices, just like the zero or one strings used to convey bits of information via electronic devices. So patterns of information could definitely be carried at the quantum energetic levels into matter through the actions of the light photons with their different binary spin combinations representing bits of information. So in the natural world, we may very well find that it's these various frequencies and, and, and spins and so forth that actually convey the information of energy into the formation of matter, just the way we describe the processes of binary informations being manipulated through um, transistors in a computer to give us the information on our screens. So if subatomic particles can carry information on a physical level, why is it implausible to think that they would not carry information at their basic energy level, at their natural or basic energy level? Now. Scientists know that fundamental reality is an energy field and that the particles or matter that we view as part of the physical world derive from this field or this quantum energy wave. What we've just learned tells us that the energy field may well be composed of infinite information that forms the building blocks of reality 
when they manifest as particles of matter in binary algorithms, in different binary com uh, in different binary um, uh, chains uh, of composition um, arrangements, if, if you will, different binary arrangements. So we experience an energetic projection of what appears as our physical universe just as quantum electronic information populates the images on our TV screens. And this indicates what many scientists have noted, namely that the operations of the universe really do resemble that of a giant computer. The chances are the fact that we are able to even imagine and form computers comes from the fact that we're tapping into this natural process of how energy is conveyed to form the physical world. Now, the question becomes, who is programming the software? Let's see about that after our next brief break. How did life start on Earth? And why is there so much suffering? Are we living in a simulated reality like the characters in the Matrix movie? Do parallel dimensions exist alongside ours, influencing our experience? What are the mysterious dark energies that penetrate our universe? Peter Canova folds space and time to bring the twin bookends of ancient wisdom and quantum science into a single focal point, answering these and many other deep mysteries of the creation. Quantum Spirituality can be heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. See the show where past and present merge to show us our future. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing Shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. In a world facing annihilation, a miraculous African nun rises to become the first female pope through a web of war, murder, and betrayal. Loved by some, hated by many, she becomes the deadly target of Islamic terrorists and her own cardinals as she introduces a new vision that will either save humanity or accelerate its destruction. Four people must race against a nuclear holocaust to learn her astonishing secret. Pope Annalisa is available at PeterCanova.com, Amazon, and other online booksellers and bookstores worldwide. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
Welcome back to Quantum Spirituality on DreamVision7Radio.com. I'm your host, Peter Canova, and you can find out more about me at PeterCanova.com. That's P-E-T-E-R-C-A-N-O-V-A.com. And please, if you enjoy the show and have any questions or comments for me, you can leave them on my Facebook page, Peter Canova Author, or also you can access my website, and uh, leave any comments there. So uh, also, I encourage you to go to the website, PeterCanova.com, where uh, you can learn more about my whole body of work, including the new uh, book, Quantum Spirituality, which has just won uh, four awards from American Book Fest, um, and also the First Souls Trilogy, which is a 25-time award-winning um uh, trilogy about the first spirits to incarnate in material existence and it, it really um, embodies all the concepts that we're talking about here uh, on our podcast and in the book quantum spirituality in fact quantum spirituality was actually the 25 or uh, well, excuse me a lot more than that actually 35 years of research uh, that i put into ancient uh, spiritual traditions and uh, quantum physics uh, and uh, uh, that uh, research uh, was really the underpinning for the fictional uh, First Souls trilogy. So um, altogether, all the books have won now uh, 29, uh, 29 awards. I uh, hope to um, in, in, in increase on that uh, amount soon. So anyway, um, again, please go to visit my website. And uh, we're talking today about uh, information theory. And... Um, in this segment, I'd like to talk about the rise of information theory among scientists in the field of quantum physics and science in general. So, um, in 2017, uh, an article in uh, New Scientist by, and I, I hope I get this name straight, Anil Ananthaswamy, observed that um, physics is suggesting that information is more fundamental than matter, energy, space, and time. What I've been sort of telling you so far, um, this is something that I have uh, intuited and written about many years before. Um, This is the recognition of the belief that's developing among scientists over several decades. Now, to avoid confusion, I should mention that the term uh, information theory has a loosely related historical meaning. Uh, in the 1940s, there was a fellow named Claude Shannon who developed a body of work labeled information theory that had to do with information imparted by radio and telecommunication transmissions. Now, the modern theory of information explores this whole idea that energy and the subatomic particles it produces are encoded with the directive information that forms creation, much as DNA contains the information that guides the formation of organic physical forms. Now, a 2017 article by Phil Perry and Big Think uh, nicely summarizes quantum information theory. And it says, and I'm quoting from this article, to look at information theory from a quantum viewpoint, the positions of particles, their movement, how they behave, and all their properties give us information about them and the physical forces behind them. Every aspect of a particle can be expressed as information and put into binary code. 
And so subatomic particles may be the bits that the universe is processing as a giant supercomputer. So really what he's just done is summarize everything I've told you in the uh, in the first segment. Um, now, the eminent physicist John Wheeler, uh, who uh, was one of the collaborators on the Manhattan Project that you probably saw in the movie Oppenheimer, uh, he elaborated on the way the whole thing might work. So Wheeler claimed that the universe operated in three parts. He said, everything is particles, everything is fields, and everything is information in that order. And he was quite correct. Quantum physics recognizes that particles of matter come from the quantum energy field, a quantum wave. Wheeler is saying that in turn, the quantum field itself is composed of information, and therefore information is fundamental to reality in form space, time, and matter. Now, Wheeler uh, coined the term it from bit. This means that each subatomic particle is a bit of information forming the appearance of the creation and physical reality, similar to the way binary computer bits create appearances on your screen. Now, uh, let's think on this simple fact. When you gaze upon a nighttime sky, you see millions of stars. But what you're really seeing are photons or subatomic particles of light radiating from those stars, registering on the rods and cones of your eyes and processed by your brain. So it's the information inherent in those light particles, light energy particles, that makes the experience of seeing stars detectable to you. The reality is that you're seeing those stars as they were hundreds of thousands of years ago, or maybe even millions of years ago, because that's how long it takes for their light energy to reach Earth. Now, here lies a hint that the transmission of information encoded light may be the very basis of space and time. Perception of any physical object operates the same as seeing stars. It's the photons of light energy emitted from various objects in particular, uh, in a particular informational array that allows us to perceive them as objects. Without light energy, no physical reality could exist. So here's a key question. The conveyance of information implies transmission and reception, but who is transmitting and who is receiving? Well, the receiving part is easy. We are the receivers, but hold on. We may also be the transmitters too. The problem with science is that it limits itself to what is observable and testable. Now, that's all well and good for everyday applied applications. But when exploring the outer edges of mysteries, like the origins of life, the universe, space, time, matter, and consciousness, strict adherence to the scientific method can become a limitation or even a liability. And here's why. Nobody knows what occurred on the other side of the Big Bang. 
Using the scientific method from this side of creation to probe the mysteries on the other side as in who or what was transmitting the information that formed us is futile. Well, perhaps not completely. Whatever lies at the bottom of the information trail, whatever the source is, it does leave footprints in our dimension. And science can trace these footprints to a certain degree, like having a partial map that may show 10 miles of a 100-mile trail. But where physics and science ends, metaphysics and intuitive wisdom begin. Now, my study of ancient texts as well as my own vivid personal experiences have proved to me that intuitive information from experienced sages or sources is every bit as valid, if not more so, than scientific probings that are limited by materialistic parameters. Now, regardless, logic based on scientific understanding can still support the contentions that I'm telling you here in this podcast. Um, If science acknowledges that information is the basis of the created or apparent universe, then a few things have to follow. Information means instruction, capable of organizing form, which indicates intention, which indicates intelligence. Codes and programs do not write themselves absent a programmer, nor are they written absent a purpose pointing towards an intelligent force behind the transmission of all this information that creates our reality. Second, if the human mind is the receiver of this information, this establishes a relationship between the receiver and the transmitter. It's a two-way street. Just as electronic signals can be traced back to their source, so should the human mind, under proper circumstances, be able to trace back some connection to its transmitting source. Now, this backtracking experience is, uh, the experience is called by several terms, uh, higher consciousness, the presence of God, enlightenment, the shamanic experience. The label doesn't really matter. It's all about a contemplative reverse engineering process of the mind. In terms of communication technology, it's about eliminating the background noise to achieve a, a clear channel connection. Um, Many of these things that I've just said are descriptive of what we call uh, meditation. Now, hopefully, I've established some credibility in your minds as to the validity of mystically derived wisdom, because this is what I will use to try and complete the last portion of the jigsaw puzzle with the missing pieces that science doesn't possess. Now, I rely primarily on the Gnostic texts, which are a compilation of Judeo-Christian and pagan wisdom that I find astonishingly scientific to the point of predicting major theories of quantum physics over 2,000 years ago. And my book, Quantum Spirituality, covers this um, remarkable story in, in depth. Um, The Gnostics and other ancient traditions identify the foundation of creation as the single supreme consciousness. Now you can call this God, the Source, the One, or any name that you want to, it doesn't really matter. 
it's all the same intelligence, it's all the same source. Um, this source consciousness is the embodiment of a universal intelligent energy. The creation consisting of the visible and invisible or the material and the spiritual dimensions is said to be a thought in the mind of the source. Now, indeed, several eminent scientists have echoed the words of the famous astronomer, Sir Arthur Eddington, that the universe is of the nature of a thought or sensation in a universal mind. The stuff of the world is mind stuff. Uh, several other prominent scientists have pretty much said the same thing over the course of the decades. So the source mind is the energetic quantum field that forms the matrix of creative possibilities, including realities, both physical and non-physical. Now the source, according to the Eastern Hindu and Western Gnostic traditions, emanated or projected other points of consciousness, which we talked about in the first segment. Religious traditions might speak of these points of consciousness as angelic spiritual beings, uh, but the Gnostic description of them was deeper. They were centers of conscious energy described as archetypal ideals in the Jungian and the Platonic sense, uh, ideals that guide human experience. They were given names like truth, justice, love, or wisdom, clearly attributes of the divine source mind. And they were distinct beings, however, knowing themselves to be themselves, but also knowing themselves to be part of God or source. Now, we, we can account for this dispersal of consciousness, information, and energy by using the analogy of a power grid. Um, the source is analogous to a raw electrical power source. The projected beings are like relay stations. For the electric power in a grid to be distributed and utilized, it must be stepped down or limited in energy for lower voltage everyday uses. Uh, this comports with the ancient descriptions that the archetypal beings vibrated at lower frequencies or level of consciousness from the source. This is what gave them their distinction, what made them the relay stations rather than, than the, uh, the, the raw source energy itself. Um, now, the Gnostic uh, cosmogony pictured a series of parallel dimensions that were characterized by varying levels of consciousness or frequency, each associated with the spiritual beings described above. When these all worked together in harmony, creation vibrated at a high non-physical level of reality. So think back to Tolkien's creation story. Eru, the one, led a divine symphony of creation with the heavenly beings contributing, each of them contributing their part. But one of them sought to create on his own, to make his own composition. And he created discord instead, a breaking of the divine harmony that carried into the Middle Earth described in the Lord of the Rings. This is really parallel to the Gnostic creation story, where one of the archetypal beings broke the unity of the source to create on her own, ultimately leading to the fall of spirit consciousness 
that led to the formation of the material dimension. It's a fascinating story. It, it, it's called the myth of Sophia. Um, again, um, very much described in my uh, in detail in my book, Quantum Spirituality, and actually um, was a lot of the theme for the uh, the first Souls trilogy, the story of Sophia. But human beings are really embodiments of the fallen, low-frequency spiritual consciousness, though they still contain a connection to the source. So, now let's try and get the full picture here. Um, we can put the full picture of science and spiritualism together with all the pieces of the puzzle that we've discussed so far. So, um, the mind of the source creates the quantum field of energy or the matrix of creation. And within this wave or quantum field of energy are algorithms of information encoded in virtual or actual subatomic particles. Now, this information exists in potential, but it can materialize as local conditions in the quantum field. Think of these as pockets or dimensions like blips or cul-de-sacs within the smooth infinity of the quantum field. Our material world would be one of these dimensions, would be one of these pockets or cul-de-sacs. So, um, what part do human beings play in this? Now, you may remember in the Matrix movie where they depicted uh, something like this picture you see here, which is a flow of, of binary algorithms that created the Matrix that the characters uh, perceived as their reality. Well, um, remember that everything is a manifestation of one consciousness. So uh, consciousness, energy, and physical form, it's still consciousness, albeit diluted. We are still relays in that power grid system lowered to um, lower frequency levels that produce the dense manifestations of gross materiality of the physical world. Now this means that we participate in the creation of reality at some level with varying degrees of frequency. We are still part of this relay system in the power grid that contributes to the formation of reality. Uh, even though we may have uh, been faulty circuits that warp some things, as we'll talk about in a minute. But um, the, the human brain um, shown in the graphic here is the receiver, or the, the video here is the receiver that arranges and decodes the algorithms of the subatomic particles uh, from the energy field into the appearance of physical objects. So this makes us both the receivers and transmitters of reality forming information. Now, getting back to Tolkien's Gnostic version of the fall of spirit, the theme is that we use our creative powers. We used our creative powers to mess with the master plan and a story that is echoed in many religious and spiritual traditions. So the source created a river of life and the multitude of conscious spiritual beings was meant to help guide the course of the river within the parameters of the one. They were meant to be the parts of the divine orchestra, like in Tolkien's example, that contributed to the symphony that was written by the one. 
but instead some of them jumped into the river and and kind of polluted it, redirecting it with their own desires. And voila, here we are in the material world, so low on the ladder of consciousness, so wrapped up in expressing our individuality that most of us have forgotten our origin and our purpose. Uh, let's um, talk a little bit in the next segment uh, about um, how uh, we can take some of this information and uh, use it. And uh, I just want to remind everybody here that uh, we are on uh, Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. This is the program uh, Quantum Spirituality. And uh, please um, stay with us for the last and final segment. We'll be back in just a minute or so. How did life start on Earth, and why is there so much suffering? Are we living in a simulated reality like the characters in the Matrix movie? Do parallel dimensions exist alongside ours, influencing our experience? What are the mysterious dark energies that penetrate our universe? Peter Canova folds space and time to bring the twin bookends of ancient wisdom and quantum science into a single focal point, answering these and many other deep mysteries of the creation. Quantum Spirituality can be heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. See the show where past and present merge to show us our future. Darkest hours to brightest moments, transformation from despair to happiness, and chaos to clarity. Real people, real pain, real healing. Life-threatening illness, death, abusive relationships, divorce, and overcoming addiction are challenges these men and women faced head-on. See how they emerged stronger and happier. Buy the new book, Chaos to Clarity, Sacred Stories of Transformational Change by Rev. Patricia Caginello and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available on sacredstoriespublishing.com and worldwide through Amazon and other retailers. Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers. Crappy to Happy, Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace, and love. James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, This book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author, wrote, Bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle. So, grab some tissues, open your book, and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals. Crappy to Happy by Rev. Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers worldwide. In a world facing annihilation, a miraculous African nun rises to become the first female pope through a web of war, murder, and betrayal. 
Loved by some, hated by many, she becomes the deadly target of Islamic terrorists and her own cardinals as she introduces a new vision that will either save humanity or accelerate its destruction. Four people must race against a nuclear holocaust to learn her astonishing secret. Pope Annalisa is available at PeterCanova.com, Amazon, and other online booksellers and bookstores worldwide. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to the last segment of our Quantum Spirituality Show on syndicated DreamVision7Radio.com. And I'm your host, Peter Canova. You can listen to the show anytime online, on your phone, in cars with Bluetooth, and through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play DreamVision7 Radio Network. If you have a question or comment, please leave it on my website, PeterCanova.com, where you can also link to my Facebook page to comment. Okay, so how do we take all the information that we've learned today and make it useful for ourselves? Well, I want you to look at this image and imagine that there's a mountain lake and it's pure, it contains no negative elements, but it flows downhill, it flows down the side of the mountain. And as it flows down, it starts to pick up particles, it accumulates some pollution, it gets a little murkier, muddier. And when it gets down the bottom, it's probably the murkiest of all. And that analogy is really what our lives are about. We stem from a pure source, but we've been so stepped down in energy and frequency that we picked up a lot of pollution, a lot of static, a lot of noise on the way that limits our consciousness, that limits our potential. But notice that we're still part of that stream that comes down from that pure source. And the good news is that we can trace our way back. We can work our way back up that stream to more clear and pure levels of awareness and consciousness. And this is where study, meditation, and contemplation come into play as important tools to experience the guiding benefits of higher consciousness, which in turn helps us navigate life with far better end results. Now, when several sources indicate the same thing, where there's smoke, there's fire. And hopefully what I've try to demonstrate today is that the confluence of science and mysticism points in the same direction and that that would help inspire you to realize that the mysteries of life can be better understood. So there is a payoff to spiritual pursuits grounded in both subjectively and objectively derived information. Uh, no matter what your mindset, raising your conscious awareness of how reality operates affords you a decided edge in life. So the question that you really want to ask yourself is this. Do you want to live in the basement or do you want to move up to the penthouse? Now, if you live in the basement, yeah, you exist there, but you don't really see a heck of a lot. You don't really 
you're not really aware of a lot that's going on around you and life kind of has you closed in. But if you move up to the penthouse, you get the panoramic view of what life is about. You see life in a multifaceted way. And that's really what raising consciousness is all about. It's about rising to a higher level of awareness so that you get more out of life and you have more control over your life as opposed to life leading you around by the nose like a leaf blown in the wind. And that's really the whole purpose, I think, and motivation of people really wanting to seek higher consciousness and higher awareness. Now, um, I suggest that you really give this a try. You can do it in several ways. Uh, read books like mine uh, or other, other books. There's a lot of uh, other uh, helpful um, literature out there uh, dating from ancient times right up to modern writers. That's one way to start your journey. Uh, another way is just to begin a meditation practice on your own and see where um, you know those, uh, those quiet thoughts lead you. Um, ultimately, I think it's a combination of those things that really uh, help us um, help us gain higher levels of awareness. And then when you do get to that point, just be mindful of how you get answers. Answers rarely come directly. They don't come with bells and whistles and fireworks like they do in the Hollywood movies. They come in much more subtle ways. And sometimes you just have to be aware of quick passing thoughts of information. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I say that people dismiss their intuition in the same instant that it arises. And they miss a lot of chances and they miss a lot of opportunities. So, you know, you'll learn eventually, hopefully, to develop uh, a level of awareness to watch for the signs or the feedback that you will get from your meditation. I mean, this is how the Gnostic masters brought back this incredible information that literally predicted all the major theories of quantum physics, um, including things like the Big Bang. And speak of that, something very interesting just uh, came up. Um, scientists are now proposing that there may have been two Big Bangs rather than one. Uh, one was the um, projection of uh, matter uh, as uh, we know it, and the other was the projection of something called dark matter, which is a force in the universe that um, uh, really causes the planets to stay together uh, instead of expanding out uh, along, uh, out of existence along with the rest of the um, uh, force that's still moving out there from the Big Bang, you know, where our universe is still expanding. But this dark matter keeps it uh, in a, a, a state that we know. And this is really very interesting because this idea of two Big Bangs uh, is completely in line with what the Gnostics said. Um, there was a creation uh, of, of, a, of a higher vibration. And then there was a fall from that, another uh, another big bang in effect, uh, a fall from that that um, really kind of led to a darker or sort of shadow realm that the Gnostics said affects us, and certainly dark matter, even though we can't see it, affects us just the way the Gnostics said that this uh, this dark realm um, or these uh, uh, this dark consciousness uh, had a definite effect on human life, even though we don't really uh, know, see it or, or notice it. So, uh, look, I'm not saying that um, this uh, is an exact prediction uh, or, or an exact explanation of what the Gnostics said, but boy, it's pretty seems pretty close to it. Uh, I'll speculate that it's pretty much the same thing. And um, it's really, really very interesting because there definitely is 
a counterforce in life. Um, there are things that want to hold you back, just the way um, the um, dark matter holds uh, matter back from uh, expanding into infinity. Um, it was said that these dark forces are what holds us and keeps us on the earth, bound to the earth, um, as opposed to uh, going back into our uh, source, uh, the, the source of infinity ourselves, raising our, our level of vibration back to our source. So there's a lot of real parallels there to what this recent um, theory of physics is saying. And um, it's, it's apparently it's testable and provable. And they say within the next couple of years, they'll have a proof of it. But once again, it seems to me like the Gnostic masters were right on track with the incredible information they brought back to help us here um, in the, uh, in the material consciousness. So anyway, um, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for our show today. Uh, Please um, watch us uh, or watch for our shows uh, the first Tuesday of every month. New ones started the first Tuesday of every month. Um, been a while since we had a new show here because, well, frankly, I've been real busy on a lot of other projects. Um, but uh, we're on at um, 7 a.m. and uh, 10, um, uh, 10, p- 10 p.m. and 7 p.m., I believe it's Pacific time. And then... Um, you know, you just add your three hours onto that for East Coast time. So uh, watch for more episodes of Quantum Spirituality uh, on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. I'm your host, Peter Canova. Until next time, goodbye. This ends today's segment of Quantum Spirituality, the show where the past and present merge to show us our future. Join us the first Tuesday of each month for cutting-edge information and informative new episodes. This show will be archived on the Quantum Spirituality Dream Vision 7 Radio Network website page, also accessible at peterkanova.com. That's P-E-T-E-R-C-A-N-O-V-A dot com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.